Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob and Slim Show, we are back with comedian and podcaster S. Anthony Thomas. I am completely shocked that you're... First of all, I just want to say hello to you guys. Thank you for having me back on. Thanks um, for coming on. I just want to on, say dude. that I'm surprised you're alive watching Chubb and Bam Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's why we're ending yeah, the yeah. show, because I got, I got a detox from chugging and Twinkies. Uh, it's, it's not a good diet, as hands Or is it? I don't know. Maybe it's a good diet. Nobody else knows it. I don't Nobody know, Anthony. Will, will be- I was going to say, Anthony, I've, I've been drinking two monsters a day for the past eight years, and I haven't died yet. So Whoa. I think I'm in... in- it's in terrible. I, I think you are dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're already dead. <laughs> but, but, but just, just, just think, just think about that. I think that I think that's what you should do. You should you should add this to your to your podcasting career. The Robin Slim uh, <laughs> Monster Monster Drink and Twinkie Diet. <laughs> it could be a new craze. It could be a TikTok trend or something. We got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah, that's, 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 are you on the, are you on the TikTok? Uh, yeah, we are on TikTok, but I don't post too much because TikTok, believe it or not, is more uh, strict on what they allow put out. So Slim, when he reads song lyrics as a Driz, if he reads uh, like a Nicki Minaj song, it gets deleted. But girls could show their nipples and twerk as much as they want. But the Driz can't oh, read Nicki Nick Minaj song lyrics. <laughs> Uh, no offense, I'd much rather see the twerking and nipples. Uh, no offense. Yes. You don't want to see the <laughs> same here. singing. A same here, but uh, <laughs> it should be equal opportunity. Eternity. Equal opportunity. So why don't you just put a picture of some twerking and nipples uh, while the Drizz is singing the song, and we'll see what happens. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with, like, you know, uh, the- duets. You could duet on there. That's, what, that's yeah. the only difference. You could duet. That would be the funny thing, is that would be the thing that made you go viral. <laughs> but you'd be stuck doing that with every post. Yeah, hey man, forget the jokes, man. Put the nipples back on, bro. <laughs> Enough of this. Let's get the nipples back. <laughs> oh my God, how are you doing, S. Anthony? Uh, you're you're in Jersey, right? Uh, so living, yes, but currently I'm right. Well, I would say where I am right now, but I don't want my millions of fans. No, uh, to. Uh, I didn't know if you got that snow we got though. We got a lot of snow the other day, and it was rough. Yeah, that, that, well, the thing is, at fifty three, shoveling um, oh. the sidewalk and then shoveling out the damn car 
Yeah. It was the first time uh, in years that there were no kids coming to the house knocking on the door going, Mr. Thomas, can we do the show me for you? And he turning them down. Oh. This year I wanted the little bastards to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them like walking around after I finished. But they wanted 40 bucks. There were three of them, so I guess that's not a bad split. But still, 40 bucks that's a lot for a driveway and, and a side. They're hiking up to their, their prices. Do you, do you do it yourself? Do you do it yourself, both of you? Yeah, I do it myself. Slim doesn't. He's a renter, so he gets it done for him. Oh, well, excuse me. Yeah. Well, well, oh. well no, Anthony, actually, I'm a genius, right? And I, S. I, Anthony. You're yeah. not a genius. You're okay, calling him S. Anthony. S. Anthony. I'm a genius mm -hmm. because what I did is I parked, and I'm the only person on my road that did this, is I parked at the post office across the street from me, and so I walk out of my house... Uh, the next morning, trudging through like three feet of snow or whatever the fuck it was, it's up to my knees. I see my landlord shovel, and I see the people across uh, the the house shoveling the cars out. And I walk down to the post office. I turn my car on, and I pull it out of the po post post office, and I drive to work. So park <laughs> at a government building, and you'll be able to. You don't yeah. even have to shovel. That's, That's what it. you do. That's what you oh, do. My God. I'm just wondering how long until they go. He did what? One. <laughs> I feel one, like somebody thought somebody thought I was like an employee of the post office that's or it. something. They're like, like, we need this guy. Yeah, he, he like, got oh, snowed he, in. He was stuck here all night. <laughs> that, that, but that is just that's the thing that that you just you just kind of pick up on because you know when you get 40s and 50s. You still can do everything you wanted to do. You can do all the stuff you did when you were in your 20s. It's just that you can't do it more than twice. Oh, I thought you were going to say, except <laughs> shoveling snow. I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> you can shovel snow. Like, I shovel snow just like I did when I was in my 20s. In my 20s, I would shovel snow and then go do something else. Now I shovel snow and it's like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Your back's not going to let you do anything else. <laughs> the game's over. <laughs> Every muscle in your body in is, is now. Yeah, I'll sit in the house, give me some monsters, some monster drinks and some Twinkies. <laughs> have a little party. <laughs> That's it. That's what the party is when, when you're at that age. Just Twinkie and monsters. Oh, man. As a comedian, S. Anthony, I want to ask you, what do you mm -hmm. feel about Whoopi Goldberg, what she said? I... I, I I saw it, and I feel like she said something incredibly stupid and not racist. Mm -hmm. I, it's being taken as racist. I just feel like she said something really dumb. Well, the bad part about it is, and we're all content creators, so you know that, especially you do podcasts, I do podcasts, comedy, all those kind of things. If you're speaking and talking all the time, you're going to say something dope. You yes. know, I mean, if you really think about it, think about it. You walk all the time. Yeah. You walk all day. You've been walking for decades. Don't you trip going up the steps every once in a while? Mm-hmm. Or coming down. I trip goes, coming down the stairs sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, just imagine somebody went, I just saw Rob and Slim. They both tripped. Cancel them. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she didn't Cancel say. Both of them. She didn't say F a group. She just said something like, yeah. I, I, I told Slim before the show, because I looked it up just to know what it was, because I saw it everywhere. Mm -hmm. About she said what she said was the Holocaust wasn't a race thing, but it was just people being terrible to another group of people, which it was. It was race involved, but she she didn't be like fuck them. She just said that, and I don't get it. She's she's canceled for two weeks, and uh, people are just saying she's a racist. I'm like, I don't. She's not a hateful person. She's not. No, I mean it, here's the thing. 
I, when I, it's like I've, I've become very good at when I'm listening to something that someone is saying on TV, and you you know what I'm talking about. I can hear it, and the moment they say it, I'm going, "Oh boy!" Yes, <laughs> like that bell, like the chain. You're to get a foot in your. You're gonna be. They're gonna be knee deep in your ass in 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> you know, and everybody because if you have a different political a point of view than the other person, the first thing you're gonna do is ah, free shot at their neck. Got to get them. Y- yep. Yeah, and they get outraged about things, you know, and and because I, I saw it, I was actually visiting someone, and they had the view on. And I'm looking over, and I'm going, "What they talking about?" I said they're talking about the Holocaust. I'm like, "Okay, you say what? It's like Holocaust, slavery, uh, and you know, the, like really hot button topics, really super sensitive things. You make one slip if you want to. You don't make you. You be very careful what you're saying because people are just waiting. Because usually when people make a mistake, it's not a mistake. A lot of people will just take an attack. The Holocaust, they'll attack slavery, they'll attack sexual assault, they'll attack these things because they're trying to be outrageous. But if you make a mistake and a person has a history of being a good person, step back a little bit and see what, and then go, hey, you know, tap their hand a little bit to correct that and give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. She did. She even apologized and still had it. Like, I I don't get Mm -hmm. it. And then I see people posing things like, if it was a conservative, they'd be done forever. Well, she's not a hateful person. And it was just a really dumb thing. She she said a dumb thing. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And it's a view. It's it's your viewpoint. So maybe you know in that in that thing she didn't have time to think about the whole picture. But that that was her viewpoint at that point. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So if, you, if you talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you talk a lot in here, it's, it's just. I mean, I had a. Uh, I'm, I'm going. And, uh, I had to be very careful about how I say this because I don't want to be canceled by my friends. Um. I had somebody on my podcast that said something, uh, and I know the person well enough to know they didn't mean anything by it, but they said something that they shouldn't have said, and I knew that if somebody got caught a clip online, because you know there's a certain certain podcast catchers will just take a clip of your podcast and put it out there. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, 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 oh. This is coming out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm deleting this. This is edited out. <laughs> I, I didn't even bring it up to them. I was like, did you say that? No, he didn't just say that. And then I went back and listened to it. And I went, oh, ooh, ooh. I could, I could probably get 500 bucks off this person. You know uh, <laughs> You know what you just said, Jackass? What did I just say? Yeah, you said it. Listen to this shit. Oh, no. That'll be $500. I got it. You paying or stand up? That's what I would do. Uh, and I, okay, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. The person ate a whole lot of Twinkies today. All right. <laughs> I just assumed it was that person anyway. Yeah, it's, it's like... probably that person. Yeah. And he, he said it was completely co-signed by a guy that cannot stop thinking monsters. Monster yeah. Yeah. I'm indicting both of you, and I want my damn money. I'm gonna put the VA. I'm gonna put the editor's cut out and ruin both of you. Give me your credit card, Slim. Well, you got to make sure this. S. Anthony, I was going to say, when you were saying earlier, you know, like everybody trips once in a while. We trip about six or seven times That's per it. show. I feel like we're <laughs> one of the most cancelable shows. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. See, see, the thing is, I'm familiar with your show. There's tripping, and then there's completely diving down the steps on purpose. And, uh... That's it. We're the jackass. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> riding down the steps on a bicycle with no seat on it on a regular basis and asking for problems. <laughs> oh, man. Are you on a break right now, S. Anthony, from uh, your interview show? 
Yeah, I, I, the thing is, that was a really difficult thing to do, as you know. I don't know how the hell you do all these guests per show. Um, but the thing is, I decided what I wanted to do was go into a seasons format. You know, record about 15 or 16 of them, and then record, literally like you're doing a sitcom, and then drop them and then take some time off. Because I was doing both at the same time. And uh, even though I shaved my head, I actually let my hair grow just so I could pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, just doing the two. It, we we just split the two, but I, I feel like doing a solo one and an interview one is like is so much. It's so much. Yeah, because I, I was doing I, I was doing a lot of research on everybody that came on, you know, and because um, they were surprised that I knew as much about them as I did. And I was like, well, I did research, and uh, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I knew it was going to those those interviews were going to be about an hour or so. Sometimes, uh, well, you know, you were on the show, you know, yeah. it'll be uh, ours, ours was a long one, and I knew it was going to be a long one because I'm talking to someone who talks all the time, like I do, because a radio show podcast. So I knew you, you know, we'd have a longer conversation. So I had to do some research, and um, you know, I have some stuff on you, and uh, yeah, ah, man, want to let you know, yeah, all right. you know, the feds are. Uh, I think if you look 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 at me back at the, at the door right there, there's some feds out there that. Uh, they're always out there. Last break, there were a lot of sirens that went by, and I just screamed, yeah. I screamed, yeah, come and get me, federales. But they didn't. They didn't. They just want us to know that they're always circling the block. What? Whatever you think you have on Rob is already on the internet somewhere. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the funniest thing about doing what we do is the simple fact that we create so much content and you dive into your own life so much <laughs> that someone will try to blackmail you and go, hey, man, if you don't give me some money, I'm going to talk about this. Episode 75, what else you got? <laughs> yeah, yes! exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've said it all. That's yeah. it. You, you, Sometimes you run out and you just have to throw out that crazy shit. And it's, it's, a, great, it's a great conversation. It's a great show. And it's, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Opie and Anthony years ago saying that, like, they'd have a, a guest on, and after, like, a certain amount of appearances, they that's what would happen. They would just go, like, to some crazy shit that happened in their lives, because they were out of everything else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, that's the thing. When you get to a certain age, um, I'm 53. People go, well, you've done, I've done, like, on the, the original podcast, well, uh, past 400 episodes, and on the one with the interviews, some of those are comedy sketches similar to the first one and well past 100 episodes. You're going to run out of stories and going, if you took what I wanted to talk about and put it into a container and then you put a container next to it with the shows I did, the one the shows I did would look like a fish tank and the stuff I haven't talked about yet would be uh, the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that too, as Anthony, like in the stories you tell, have you ever had any any problems with anyone from from you know, your regular life. Have you ever had anyone be like, yo, you can't say that, or you you can't tell that story? It, it, well, the funny thing about it is, which was hilarious to me, was everybody kind of, it, I've been doing comedy stand-up for, since 86, so everybody knew what I did, and the podcast, the original podcast is going to be nine years old in October, and the other one's a couple of years old, so they're, they're all like, yeah, go ahead. And a lot <laughs> of times, I tend to twist things a little bit, Yes. To protect the innocent. Dance around. <laughs> uh, yeah, come up with with uh, nicknames, whatever. Yeah. You know, sometimes I act like some, like sometimes I act like it happened to me. Or, or yes, I'll switch the coasts, or I'll switch the sex yes. of the people. You know, 
And one of my favorite things in the world is when, and this happens to me a lot, which is hilarious, and sometimes I let them know what happened and sometimes I don't, is when they come up laughing at somebody who did something stupid, and I'm going, and in my mind I'm going, that was you 27 years ago, stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's guy's like, that guy was an asshole. Ha, ha. I'm going, ah, yeah, that guy that was an guy. ass. Yeah, it definitely wasn't you when you were drunk in 1994. <laughs> 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 you know, I did a, a thing about a guy that was, um, he peed in the bottle in my car because he didn't have any place to pull over. He took the bottle with him. I'm like, throw the bottle away. You're not going to find a place to throw it. He puts it on the table. He's talking to a girl, really beautiful girl. He's really making some good time. All you doing good with this hot woman? He forgot the the jar of pee was on the the soda bottle with the pee was on the table. So he's trying to do his cool. You know, you you grab your drink and you're trying to be cool. He grabbed the pee bottle and he's talking to her. And I'm watching him as he's moving towards his mouth with the pee bottle. And I had to run over and not let me talk to you for a minute. What? I said, look in your hand, you stupid <laughs> bastard. I thought you were going to say he, he threw up. He, he, you, he I, I would have been the guy that let him take <laughs> <Right>? the sip. <laughs> take that sip, buddy. <laughs> he literally got about he got about three inches away from his mouth with the bottle because he wasn't looking away from the woman. He was bringing it back up, and I'm going, you didn't even buy a drink. Where did you think that drink came from? Sodas are, I mean, the bottle's probably warm. It's not... It, it, why did you take it's definitely not cold. It's, it's definitely not cold. Uh, yeah, either way. Either way. Holy <laughs> shit. It was bad enough you had your junk out in the back of my car while I'm driving on the road. You had to crawl into the back seat. Because uh, I'm going, you ain't doing that in the front seat, bro. I had a friend that used to um, piss as he was driving, as he was driving, into a Snapple bottle. And then, first of all, I don't know, how how do you even how do you even do that? That's talent. talent. <laughs> or non-talent. I don't know. I was never in his car to smell it. But yeah, yeah, maybe he just missed a lot. I don't know. I don't know. But then you have to recap it. You're right. And just keep driving. Like, I don't get that. Like, nothing ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never... Uh, I had a friend... Oh, this is so stupid. I make us. No, I, I haven't even talked about this yet. Uh, I had a friend of mine... Oh, sorry. This is bad. Um, he goes... He crosses to the backseat. We're driving down a country road. He rolls down the window. He puts his junk out the window while we're driving. And he's peeing out the window. Oh, my God. That could go so wrong. Go- that could go so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, if I get out of my car and I walk around to the passenger side of this car and it's wet, yeah, it's a dead man. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Just the fact that that, and if, if, you, if it was snowing, you got some salt, and now you got some pee stains in that salt. <laughs> who, who hangs himself up? You know, but that, that, was, that was just the weirdest thing. But, but, uh, and, that, and, and the funny thing about it is there's certain things that were, that I've never actually talked about that I'm obviously going to at some point. And um, <laughs> I, I could already see the messages coming in. Uh, sometimes just, <laughs> sometimes you see the messages from the audience. What kind of friends are those, man? You got to get rid of those weirdos, bro. People are sick, man. Oh, they're, they're, those friends are the only reason the show's still is still going. That's what. what um, do you, when you do your show as Anthony, do you edit a lot, and do you find yourself um either editing one of the shows more than the other? Like, how does that work? I feel like if I did a solo show, I would edit that more 
than I did in the interview show. Funny thing is, is it's literally exactly the opposite because with the interview show, I have no idea where the guest is going. And so sometimes I have to pull things out just for time. You know, sometimes I have to pull things out of the person and go, I had a footprint go, you know, I should probably shouldn't have said that. My wife's going to be mad. You know, and like, okay, I'll take that out. Yeah. It was just hilarious. And I was, cause I, oh, no, no, that's not what happened. He said it, and I said, and jokingly, I said, you sure you, uh... <laughs> I, like, I said, you know what you just said, right? You sure you want to, you sure? He goes, what are you talking about? I said, you just said, he goes, oh, fuck. Um, I, remember that, uh, I said, I already time marked it. I can pull it out. Like, oh, yeah. Because as soon as he said, I went down one hour, 16 minutes, 45 seconds. <laughs> I, was like, I went right back and pulled this four-minute chunk out. Hilarious story. And he promises, promise me when you delete it, you edit it out. You, I said, dude, I edited it out and completely deleted it so there would be no mistake. Like if something happened in, in the stream and I had to re-upload it or something. Yeah. And Oh man, what happened? He came back up. And another thing about me nailing these. What? You muscle jumper? See, that's what I feel <laughs> like. You don't don't ever uh, present something that yeah you're gonna be like oh I want that out. I, that, right. That's how oh. I feel. Yeah, I had a guy. I had a guy say something about a famous person that he used to work with. Um, and he called me at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, what, what is it? <laughs> Yes. Uh, do me a favor. <laughs> We've had that a couple times. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, but and you do it as a favor, but it's like, dude, that's such a great story. That was the best part. That was the best part of that interview. And you're like, all right, all right. <laughs> or we had one guest that was like, uh, yeah, uh, something really wrong happened, and oh. lawyers are involved, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I want that whole interview down. And we're like, okay, wink. Wink. But it's still on a full show. It's not on YouTube. And then years later, they're like, why is that still up there? I was like, oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> oh, you never told me when they... Yeah, I did. Because you deleted it. Oh, okay, You're like, yeah. all right, I'll delete it. Because uh, there was a, a dead child involved. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a whole family lawsuit. <laughs> the, the one that always gets me and it's and it's nothing and it's nothing that the guest said, but it was what we were doing was the one with the guy that was upset that we were eating uh, McDonald's cheeseburgers. <laughs> yes, that's Anthony. We had a guy on that um did the interview. I really talk the most of the time but slim and uh slamborghini who's god rest his soul is not with us anymore but they were eating a couple mcdonald's burgers and he was so insulted by that s anthony (laughs) that he wanted the whole video down and wouldn't stop badgering me uh how unprofessional was until i finally was like okay i'll have some take it down whatever dude Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call you guys tomorrow uh, about the with the uh, the monster drinks and then the, uh, the the Twinkies. Uh, I need that I need that edited out. You know that was before my part of the show. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I don't even care. Oh, oh damn man. you! He's eating a Put Twinkie during your interview. That's a good fucking Put Twinkie. Put it down, you bastard. What you got playing next? 
<laughs> That's it. I'm gonna start playing my Joel Austin cube. Oh yeah. As for recent, who's got a Joel Austin cube? I don't know how he got that thing in his hands. No, oh my God. supernatural favor over your life. Oh. What you couldn't make happen on your own, God is going to make happen. Yeah. Do you feel uh, inspired? God put in my mouth. It's not the same. It's not the same without the really choppy hand movements. <laughs> <laughs> You ever, see him, you ever see him when you're watching the video of him? Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you that Jesus is the what? Like, dude, you don't have to take a breath between each syllable, bro. Just speed that crap up a little bit. That's the that's the pomp and circumstance. They got that. They got it down. I feel like they go to a school. They go to a school for that. Oh man. He likes to say declare a lot. Yeah. Here's one that's just declare something. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, there's some clapping. Well, God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes. Ah, uh, he doesn't say it. All right. He All says, right, son. Put your fucking cube away. I like this cube, though. Here we go. What is what? What is a... I, I declare. Had to, I, I got to ask you this. That's right. Yeah. I got to hear this. Oh, no, no, no. I was just declaring. Oh, he just... He says uh, he declares a lot. Just, okay, let me ask you this. You, you're eating these Twinkies. I'm assuming these are these from the 70s. Or is this a new box? No, new box. New box. Is this still kind of that after that slimy aftertaste with the with that filling in the middle? Yeah, that's what I just wiped out away from, <laughs> from my mouth. <laughs> it has that, that I use. It has that I still have lard in me taste. Uh, <laughs> they have, they have, and I I haven't seen them too much. There's chocolate covered ones that are. I was just going to ask you that. I just saw that in the store. I was tempted to buy one. Oh my god! I just wanted I, to see what it tastes like. I wish you did because yeah, it's next level. It's next level. It's super good. Super good. If you find those, you ship them to me. I need those. Well, the, the, well, the bad part about it was like the corner stores where I was at at the time, they buy the box and then they sell them individually, even though it says not for individual <sighs> sale. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> cheating the system. I feel like uh, they're at least from a year ago. I feel like those are old Twinkies, mm -hmm. but I feel like old Twinkies are new Twinkies because I feel like they can survive. A fucking holocaust if you know what whoopi goldberg said yeah i feel like these these things will be around through those times yeah i think i saw fd i think i saw fdr's fingerprints on one of them <laughs> fingerprint or dick print that could be a new segment of our show fingerprint or dick print i'm telling you it's a hit <laughs> with by with sponsored by twinkies that's what <laughs> and they will be on the Twinkies, the fingerprinter, the dick Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Joel Osteen's? Or what? We'll, we'll, finger, we'll finger it out with the Twinkies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. S. Anthony, oh my God, I can't believe the time's up, but thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. I'm super glad we got to connect so many times over the years. It's been a blast. Yes, sir. Been a blast. Where can everybody find you? Well, you know what? It's, it's one of those weird things where I've been online for so long that the best thing to do is literally just to Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, because uh, I'm 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 on the web there so much. I'm online so much, and, and I'm so omnipresent online. To the audience that's listening right now, if you actually turn around right now, I'm standing behind you. Oh, nice ass! Is. Nice ass! <laughs> <laughs> the first and last time Slim will ever hear that. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, we love you. Nice ass too, S. Anthony. 
Nice ass too. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, my friend. We will definitely, definitely still be in touch. And and just Indeed, just to ask you to delete things. Yeah. Years later. Like, yep. oh, my God. That's I it. need that deleted from that interview. So we know where to yeah. find you. I'm going to be contacting yeah. you, Anthony, to delete things that were when you interviewed with us. Ooh. I'd be like, remember that time you were on our show? I need you to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I got bet once again that'll cost money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I can afford it if I stop on Twinkies and Monsters. <laughs> Have a good night, S. Anthony. All right, my brothers, take care. You take too, care. my friend. Take care. We'll be back in a few with uh, Ruin Willow. Rob and Slip Show, we are back with erotica author and podcaster Ruin Willow. Ruin, you there? Hey, how you doing? I am. I'm doing amazing. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, perfectly perfect. clear. Perfect, perfect. How are you tonight? Awesome. I'm doing amazing. How are you both doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, uh, how long have you been writing erotica? Um, I started in about, let's see, 2019 is really when I started. I started my Twitter account. That's actually how... I first started before I even did anything else. So um, I write in other genres as well, but Erotica was 2019. That's what I was going to ask. And, and yeah, I, I didn't know if we were allowed to ask that because I know with authors, they use different pen names and all. Right. Yeah, I won't say my real name, but yeah, I do write in other genres. So um, yeah, I absolutely do. And so Erotica is my latest edition is... uh, for a genre. Is it one of your favorites? Like, is it something you maybe thought you weren't going to be good at, but then were? Like, how did that work? Well, no, I definitely love doing it. And one of the genres I do write in, which I guess I can say is romance under my real name. So, you know, writing about erotica from romance isn't much of a step. You know, it's just like the next step to fucking. So, you know, <laughs> it's not that much different, obviously. Oh, it's just the next stage. So it's like Cinemax <laughs> to Pornhub. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. I mean, it's just all, <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> I, I'm curious because I, I know um, Rob kind of writes comedy and stuff for like this because not kind of he does he writes really funny shit and he has said like I know it's good if I'm laughing at it so like with erotica do you know it's good if it's turning you on yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's why I, I had oh, that in my oh, questions yeah. too <laughs> do you ever have to stop writing and just rub one out <laughs> Oh, hell yes. It, let's put this way. If you're not turning your own self on, then you suck. I mean, what, you know, the point of erotica is to move people, to turn them on, to uh, move them to places where they can come. I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's to feel things. And if you don't feel it yourself, I think you kind of suck. Yeah. You're just in a bad way. <laughs> that's true you can suck in a good way or a bad way in, in that field i feel yeah. in that line <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> and what what are some of your uh favorite books that you've written uh well let's see i uh the one i just released is a woman love and woman book it's an age gap erotic romance professor and college student so I think right now that's probably my favorite. Um, I really did a lot of exploration in that book. And the older woman is a professor. She's like 
super, super nerdy, but she's very, uh, she kind of does this like transformation in the book and she becomes the dom. And she's also sort of uh, very klutzy at the same time. So it's an interesting dynamic and they, they figure out how to make themselves work. But uh, yeah, it, it was fun to write. Nice. I, I love to write across multiple different areas of erotica, male and female, multiple partner, obviously female, female. Um, yeah. Nice. All across the board, I'd say. I was talking to some even like we he mentioned before the show uh, the comedy skit that I write for the show. Sometimes I'll have like this last week I had like five points, and I maybe hit mm-hmm. on two of them, and then it went a whole different mm-hmm. direction. Do you do you find that when when you write sometimes like, it will take a whole different direction and you just go with it. You just go with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I usually have some sort of a skeleton or outline that I start from, but yeah, that definitely happens, especially when the characters think on the uh, mind of their own and kind of just it's just kind of you have to go there because of the way the characters are and I think when it's like that I feel like the characters are more alive and more realistic and when the characters drive it it's like okay this has to happen there's no way this can't not happen nice and I was gonna ask too what has been one of the most challenging uh either books or characters you've you've done um Challenging. Okay, probably uh, writing this one was probably a challenge for me because I'm not a nerdy dom, so you know <laughs> it's a little bit of a challenge to get the brain to go there. But boy, damn, was it fun! And a lot of people actually love her character the most, which I find highly interesting. Oh, that's cool. I was gonna say, I don't know. I was thinking about a a TV evangelist maybe in, in a story who put out an inspirational <laughs> cube. Uh, <laughs> old Jossie, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Maybe you can go there. <laughs> uh, erotica goes all over the place. I have a friend who writes, you know, like um, nuns, stories about nuns fucking and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> that's pretty damn crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've seen <laughs> porns. I've seen porns like that. So, you know. <laughs> the costume or the nun costume or the priest costume. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. The lesbian nun porns are cool. Yeah. <laughs> lesbian <laughs> nuns. Lesbian <laughs> nuns. <laughs> That's the crazy stuff out there. You can find just about anything, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a fetish out there. If you can dream it up, there's probably someone out there that has a fetish about it. Yeah, absolutely. How often do you release a new book, too, Ruin? Um, I've been trying lately to do one, uh, about one or two one a month or every other month, I've been trying to do that lately. And I also started writing for Medium. Medium is a great platform, and I'm really loving writing for for Medium as well. And I am on a, in several publications on there as well. So it's it's, it's a great place for erotica, I tell you. Are you self-published, or do you go through, or do you go through a publisher? With erotica, I have done my own um, because, oh my gosh, they are so picky. You would not believe how picky publishers are for erotica. You can't have too much. You can't have too much of this. You can't have too much of that. You can't do this. You can't do that. It is like, you know, almost like you feel like your creative creativity is stripped away because you're having to fit in all their little narrow curves and turns and this and that and yeah, it, it almost just I don't know, almost kind of ruins it, you know. Yeah, so most erotica authors I find do tend to self-publish for that very reason. Wow, wow. 
Mm-hmm. That that would that would There's be so a, many censors out there. You know? Yeah, they just censor everything. Like, oh, that's too much sex. Oh, that's not you know, that's not enough romance. That's not enough. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, no, I don't think you'd want more romance and and that kind of thing. I was gonna <laughs> ask too. <laughs> it, it, and uh, how does it go with the covers? Like, I feel like all romance, all romance novel covers have to have a a guy with a a, a six or an eight pack. How does that go? <laughs> like, how do you find that guy? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that guy. Slim's not that guy. I don't uh, think. I can Photoshop some abs onto myself. <laughs> I've seen them all across the board. I mean, you know, a lot of people now, also, you, you can pay someone to make your cover. You can do it yourself. It's just really the way it's set up right now where everybody can self-publish. It's really opened up in a, a giant arena for people to do what they want, you know, and it's not... It's really kind of amazing to watch that people can just do what they want and it's not restricted, it's not censored. I mean, you have to fit within, like, you know, Amazon standards. You can't put, like, a naked cover, you know what I mean? Like, it has to fit their standards. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I was going to ask too, Ruin, uh, would you be able to read us an excerpt from one of your your, uh, books? Oh, yeah. I have a story that I could read from. It's a threesome story. Threesome. And mm-hmm. And it's a couple and the couple not, has not done a threesome yet and their neighbor is the one who's going to join them and he's not done a threesome either. So all three of them are versions of threesome. Okay. Nice. So when you're ready, I'll mute the mics and pull my dick out. I mean mute yeah. the mics. Just, I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I w- I am ready anytime. All right. I'm going to hit the mics right now then. Okay. This is wife's first threesome and his and his two. So all of them are versions of threesomes. It's, the story contains mild BDSM daddy-daughter role-play and cheating. So the couple, I I wrote this story so that the person who's reading it um, is addressed as you, so the the reader can put themselves into the story more appropriately and more adequately and more thoroughly. And so Aaron is the neighbor who is going to come over and he is not getting any sex from his wife. So he's sneaking over and he's going to join this couple to have sex. Okay, their very first threesome. You whistle as I walk in the room. Damn, you look hot as fuck. You are giving me a raising boner. Good call on the lipstick. I want that smeared on my cock. You better go get it and bring it down here. I'm guessing Aaron is in deep need of getting some head with a smear on lipstick, if you are willing, that is. Oh, I already planned on giving his cock some mouth hugs. I bite my lower lips and stick out my tongue, biting it as I pause to stride across the living room. You reach for my ass and I shake my finger at you. My ass needs a momentary break, lover. I raise an eyebrow at you as you pout and cross your arms across your chest. Oh, I suppose I can wait. I hustle up the stairs to retrieve the lipstick, and as I turn to leave the room, I get a fun idea. I grab our box of sex toys because who knows what Aaron might like to try. He may have never even tried some of these toys, 
Princess Melissa is such a giant vanilla prude. We need to sex him up right. I carry the box down the stairs and meet your chuckling face. Ambitious, aren't you? A threesome and sex toys? Well, I was thinking that maybe Aaron hasn't tried some of these and might like the chance, too, since his wife is a celibate vanilla ice cream doesn't share her fun cherries with her pussycat. You crack up. Wow, you aren't generous at all. Oh, I can't even imagine going that long without sex, can you? So sad. I shake my head. Have sex with your partner now because from what Pastor used to say, we don't want sex when we are dead, so fuck now. You laugh. Your pastor used to say that? Laugh my ass off. I want to go to his church. Well, no, not exactly. I added the last part. I give you a giant smirk. You saucy kitten, I love you. Your eyes twinkle with joy and lust. I wrinkle my nose, which makes my eyes scrunch close a bit. I now have a naughty brain syndrome. And you keep delightfully surprising me. You're like a deep well of never-ending fun gifts. Oh, you have no idea, I whistle. My clit. Zing the jolt and my nipple pardon as I turn to Aaron smiling through the long glass window beside the door. I smirk because his boner is already pushing out his hands. Fuck, this is going to be a hot rendezvous. Nothing better than a boner delivery. You turn and give me an amused look. My pussy drools and my mouth drops open. This is a dream come true for me. This will be perfectly naughty, evil, sexy, yummy, exhilarating, and scary as fuck. The words jumble about like pebbles in a jar, and memorable, no doubt, about that at all. We open the door and Aaron enters. We both shake hands. Hey, come in, you say. Thanks, Aaron says with the biggest grin on his face. We appreciate your interest. You close the door behind him. I appreciate you guys asking me. I'm beyond thrilled. Have to be very careful, though. Gotcha covered, dude. You are helping me with a dresser right now. Maybe even tell Melissa that so it's not an awkward secret. You've got that right. Aaron's eyes pierce me with want, and I shiver like nails bouncing on the tile floor. Both of their eyes are on me. Direct and fierce, like they want to hunt the shit out of me. I bite my lip. How about we start with a day drink? My skin tingles all over and butterflies jackknife in my gut. I could use one to loosen up. Aaron agrees. Oh, I'd love a beer. Mike? I ask. You say? I'll take a beer too. Thank you, you beautiful lover. My heart is beating like a train speeding down a hill, my blood surging around my body so fast, my clit literally throbbing. I squeeze my thighs together to squish my clit and sigh. Yummy sigh, Amanda, Aaron says. She does a thigh squeeze all the time. One of the things I love about her, she's basically a nympho. 
Aaron looks at me with alarm on his face. I almost spit out my mouthful of wine, but managed to get it down my throat in time before that happened. Oh, he's not wrong. <laughs> my wife would be pissed at me if I ever said that. But then again, I would never say it because she's not even remotely a nympho. Aaron takes a sip of his beer, then another, then another. Ooh, that tastes really good. Day drinking at my house is a big no-no, too. Damn, did she let you have any fun at all? I give him sad puppy dog eyes every once in a while. I rub his thigh. Who would you like to touch you? Um, you. Does she at least suck your cock from time to time? He shakes his head and bites his lip. Nope. I haven't had that in probably 10 years. Fuck no! All right. This is happening right now. I'm giving you a blowjob. I take a giant gulp of my wine and hand it to you. You place it on the TV tray next to the couch with a grin. You game? Oh, I'm game. Yes. I'm going to tap you on the head when I need you to stop. This might make me explode a bit quickly, and I don't want that to happen. Me neither. So just let me know, and I'll come off of you. I pull my dress over my head and push the bodice off my breast to expose them for him. My large breasts bounce as I move into position. His eyes go big and round. His mouth spreads into a grin. Nice. Very nice. Beautiful. He licks his lips and raises his left eyebrow. Unbelievable fucking nipples. He glances at you and smirks as you grin back. Thank you. My heart pounds as my nipples harden. I'm actually... Really excited to blow you since you haven't had it in so long. I kneel, walk up to him, and he blows out a giant sigh. You haven't even touched him yet. Oh, poor man. I reach for his zipper and unzip his pants. He leans his head back against the couch after taking another swig of beer. A beer and a blowjob? I think I'm in heaven. Nope, not possible. Man, it's pastor said we don't want sex when we're in heaven. <laughs> Wait, this is heaven on earth then. Aaron touches my cheek so gently I almost cry. Because you are an angel. I cover his hands with mine and stroke him. I lean down towards his cock, the head of which is the head of which is peeking out, the waistband of his underwear with a bulb of pre-cum has burst itself on top. It's like a baby cherry. I lick it off and he gasps. Oh, fuck, he says. His chest curves in a recoil into the back of the couch as I lick his cockhead again. Fuck, even that feels amazing. He touches my hair and gently strokes my scalp. 
I smile up at him, making full eye contact, and push the waistband of his underwear down to expose his full, swollen cockhead. I take him into my mouth, fully surrounding the very blood-packed head of his penis, while the hard, hard steel of my mouth. I push down his underwear to expose his veiny, hard shaft. I glance over at you, and that grin on your face shows me you are proud of me for giving Aaron this sexual gift. It makes me feel good and so free to do a good job and enjoy myself. I soften my face and smile at you and then return my gaze to Aaron's eyes. Are you guys back? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want it to stop, but I, I was like, oh my God, I don't know how much more I can take. Wow. Uh, can you say cockhead like four more times? Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely, I'll leave you. A little bit more towards the action. The voices are so good. Like, yeah, I, 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so good. It's so well, good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Both. I've been having a lot of fun with my voice. Yeah. yeah. Both, uh, both uh, your voice and your man voice have yeah. turned me on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. I love that. I'm, I'm, that. I'm, I'm beginning. I'm beginning to question my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm trying to develop my man voice. It's kind of a challenge. But Super good. I'm trying. I kind of get kind of hoarse when I do it, but you know, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hurt the voice. Um. Also, though. Uh, Ruin, you have the podcast, Oh Fuck Yeah, with Ruin Willow. And I feel like mm-hmm. you do so much. You do for anything from reading excerpts of your books to sex tips to interviews. What is your favorite aspect of your show? Oh, geez, that is really hard to pick. I just love everything about it. I love doing the interviews. I love talking to authors. I love reading erotica. Um, I even do. I even love doing a thing where I just sit down and I just create a, an erotic story off the top of my head and just you know ad hoc ad lib erotica. I just I love. I don't think I can pick one. They're all just so much damn fun in so many different ways, and I love being able to do all of them on my podcast. I That's think. cool. I love the uh, mm-hmm. like you said the just on the spur of the moment type of thing. That's cool. I didn't mm-hmm. even I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's really fun. I, 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 a lot of them I've been calling in the um, sexual bucket list series. I think I've done seven of them now. But, um, yeah, I think I've done seven of them in that series. And, yeah, I just I literally sit down. I, I do end up editing it, editing it, but um, for the most part, I don't edit out, edit out very much. It's just I might, like, repeat myself, like, he said, he said, and then I'll cut out one of the he said. But for the main storyline i i literally can just sit down and spin it off the top of my head i somebody that i do it for for commissions and i just absolutely loved what i do and that's I've been what i was gonna doing ask it on the podcast if too. you do anything for other people as well because you, you do it so well you do it so well it's <laughs> so much fun i have so much fun <laughs> i just love that our just our first interaction i i we followed each other, and I was like, would you come on our show? And you were like, anytime. I was like, all right, I got this time. <laughs> and you were like, yes. It was just such an amazing, such an amazing interaction. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm up for it anytime. Cool. That's, that's the best thing to be. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, can, you, can you tell us what your next episode is going to be? Well... 
Um, I have a really fun one coming up. This one, I'm going to create a little story. So there's uh, another thing I do is sometimes people will put in requests to me for a story. And this one is someone requested me. So they, they gave me a little bit of a skeleton of a story, and they want me to flesh it out into a longer one. And it's about a couple that has alley sex. So um, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be Friday's podcast. I haven't even written it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to write it tomorrow, and then I'm going to record it, and it's going to be live on the podcast on Friday. So it's a couple that uh, they fuck in the alleyway. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty excited about it. I love doing that kind of thing. I've had a lot of people ask me, hey, will you write a story about this? Will you write a story about that? And I, I really love to do that kind of thing because, it's just really fun, and it really satisfies somebody's urge, you know? And it's just, it, it kind of, for me, it's kind of fun because it gives me a little bit of a guide, but then I can also be very creative with it because it's kind of like they give me this skeleton story idea, and then I just flush it all out into a full story. That's cool. I was going to ask, too, does it excite you to know that you're exciting somebody else? Oh, hell yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, the story I just did um, with the, uh, the giddy head at work, that was actually a dream that a fan had. And he approached me and said, uh, this was my dream. Will you make this into a story? And so I did. And I read it on the podcast and I published it to Medium. And it's been doing pretty well. People really like it. It's um, getting, getting head at work. It's, it's, it's a very sexy story. So. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I, I was going to say, have you ever gotten one that you had to turn down, or like uh, maybe you were like, ah, I'm probably just going to call the police? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done that. But I do have some on my list that I want to get to that I haven't yet because I've had people say, will you write this, will you write that? And I just keep adding it to my list. So, you know, I'm going to run out of content because my list is so giant. So, but that's not a bad thing at all. No. No, that's not a bad thing at all. Ruin, we have to wrap this up, and I don't want to, but I don't want to wrap it up. I want to go raw dog, but where can everybody find you and your awesome podcast? Uh, Well, my podcast is on many, many uh, podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Jesus, on so many verbal, Amazon, um, just so many places. And then I have a website, which is ruinwillowauthor.com. I'm also on Medium. I have a story on Literatica. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. And, oh gosh, I'm just like everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, share some Fansly, Pinterest, Tumblr, Facebook, Patreon. I also do narrate audiobooks, erotic erotic audiobooks. I have about I think maybe fifteen erotic audiobooks out and more coming. I'm narrating my latest book, Magic and Her Kisses with the porn star Leilani Lay. So she is going to be the older professor in the story and I'm the narrator and I will be the younger woman in the story. And we we also did um, Passion to Seduce together. So her and I have been doing narrating together um been really fun. It's nice. Really fun. Nice. And I, I want to say too before we wrap it up, it's Ruin R U A N. Mhm. Yeah. All right. R U A N and then Willow. W I L L O. Thank you, Ruin. It's been a blast. Yes. 
Well, thank you for having me. This was really fun. No problem. Thanks for coming on. We will. Uh, when this goes up, I will send you all the links to the show and the interview. Awesome. Perfect. All right. All right. Have a good night. Have a good one. You too. We will. Tucker, Rob's coming in right now. We still need like uh, like like two minutes. He's he's walking in. Um, okay. All right. Here he comes. He just shut the door. He's putting his phone down, pulling the chair out. Tucker! <laughs> right. What up? <laughs> Tucker Booth, how are you, dude? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I'm here at the studio. Oh, the music is gone. Sorry. What year? I'm sitting in the, at the studio because the acoustics in here. This is like where I record my music, so it'll sound as uh, you know mixed as it's gonna sound on air. But <laughs> nice. I just figured play the acoustic song at the end, then just like you know maybe like the last five minutes. You know, you can kind of tell me, hey, can you play a song or whatever? And I'll just, I got the guitar here. It's already ready to go. Cool, dude. Cool. How have you been, dude? It's, it's been a minute. And uh, me and Slim have both decided that this is our last season. So we are hanging that. up the mics. I saw that you guys were saying that. How many years have you done it? This is our eighth. This is our eighth. So it's it's been a, a hell of a run, dude. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's respectable. That's a nice long chunk, man. How many do you guys typically do in a year? Uh, we did, well, we originally did one a week, and it was one every week. Yep. The past, I'd say, year, year and a to half. In this, yeah, year and a half, two a month, but we split it, so it's like it's split now yeah. by like interviews and our segments. So we're still oh, sending. So yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say is we're still sending content out every week, but we're just recording two days out of the month. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's really smart. Plus, that's that's productive. That adds up, man, especially over eight years. Yeah, it gets to be so much, dude. Yeah. There was a point we were doing, like, eight. We, we For many years, we did eight interviews a show, and, like, mm -hmm. then we cut down to six, and, yeah, we, we've definitely gone. Definitely had yeah. a run, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long way have you back, been? Way back, man, way back when, man, I was at uh, this place called killradio.org out here in L.A. This is back like 2010. Uh, and I got a, a internet radio show that we also podcasted back kind of when podcasting was barely a thing, right? Yeah. But we did that three days a week, three hours a day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because I pretty much didn't have a job at the time. I was kind of out of work musician. So I called yeah. the show Tucker Booth Needs a Job. And it was three days a week during the two to five commute time in L.A. <laughs> did, did that radio show eventually get you a job? Uh, it's actually, it made me some money. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely hooked me up. Because, like, what you guys are doing. But I would have people come in in the studio and sit in. I'd have live performances. You know, I'd freestyle for a full episode. Sometimes we're just playing a bunch of crazy ass music, or we'd have, we'd tell artists to submit their stuff, and all they had to do in return is blow up on Facebook or wherever they were when they, when they were on being played and get people to tune in and listen. Right? Yeah. So we were baiting uh, independent people into doing that just to drive our numbers. That's cool. That's fucking cool, yeah. though. It was a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, and it was a debate platform. If we wanted to talk about crazy shit, we were debating social politics and whatever. And I mean, it was just kind of whatever. Kind of like Rogan, you know, it's funny. And it's like, I didn't listen to any 
Rogan back then, but it really was kind of like Rogan. Like any crazy ass bum off the street could come in and rock with us, you know. <laughs> we were That's just going to say though, yeah. like yeah, we, we were saying uh, Rogan's uh, kind of a dummy now, but like I feel like back in the day, it just it was it would have been much better than now. Well, now I mean, you know what I, but you know what I mean about I mean, dude, he, he has like people talking about aliens. He's got Bigfoot. Now it's, you know, survivalist night where they're talking about hunting elk and, you know, it's always something with him or his UFC fighters or whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of a whack revolving door, man, you know? <laughs> I think but, he was the guy that kind of like really fired off podcasting. Obviously, he wasn't the first podcaster, but he was the yeah. guy that like made everyone else in the world be like, I want to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and now I feel like he might yeah. be the guy that's being like, don't do a podcast. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And he sold out, went to Spotify. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's pulling their music from his yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's done with him. But uh, how long how long have you been doing po- uh, the podcast Rappers Don't Golf? Well, we have sixty eight episodes. The number sixty nine going up on Friday. Yeah. Friday. <laughs> We've done far more. Oh man, you guys are blowing up over there. What's going on, man? You getting the delivery orders? <laughs> That's my bell. Have you I never heard the bell in all these years? You <laughs> never got the a first bell. Time you got the bell. <laughs> I've never gotten a bell, dude. That's Damn! It took him <laughs> to, not till the last uh, season, the final season. Finally, Tucker got a bell. <laughs> uh, but to, just to say, it's number sixty-nine going up. But yeah. we've done. That, that we haven't posted, you know, like, the, the, first of all, there's the ones that get away, and I'm sure you know about those, where all hell breaks loose with technology or whatever, and then for a while, I was putting out uh, the, my podcast through my friend's platform directly, so through his podcast, so he put out an episode of his, and he put out an episode of mine, so shout out to Rory Mitchell and Mitchell Report Unleashed, that still produces and co-sponsors Rappers Don't Golf, but, you know, a whole bunch went out on his before we ever got to Spotify, and we didn't put every last one up once we did but yeah so there's your answer and it's been i guess almost four years now that i've been doing my pod too so guys both of us you know we've been at it for a while man yeah yeah and i i know like you said you've done the other the other one too like i feel like you've been in it, in it as long as we have yeah, yo tucker i gotta say know, real quick yo tucker can What's i cut that? you off real quick yeah what up this oh, is the drizz yeah what up i just want to say you know me i'm a famous internet rapper i've been rapping forever and I just want to say that, like, rappers don't golf. That's bullshit, man. I golf. I golf all the time. I even have this new album coming off. It's called Hole 25. Yeah. You ever get the Hole 25? Yeah. Yo, yo, Driz, let me just let me just say, I don't mean rappers don't golf at all. That's not what it means, man. Yeah. Let, me just, let me just break it down, grandson. Let me break it down, family. Okay? I mean rap, rappers don't golf. With Tucker Booth, because Driz, you're not rapping with Tucker Booth. That's a fact. <laughs> you ain't on that level, Driz. <laughs> you ain't rapping with Booth, son. But still, man, no. So I love doing it. You know, it really, people are always on my case, you know, whether it's my parents or my wife or, you know, fans or whatever. Like, well, you could get way more sponsors than this, Tucker. Why aren't you talking to all these people? And are you trying to monetize this? And how many views are you getting a week? And how about the streaming? And I'm like, slow down. This is all about super networking for me. And I mean that. Like, I'm building a super network. That's what I'm doing with it. 
And every single person I bring on interests and fascinates me. Kind of like Rogan, I think. You know, it seems like what, what his deal is. Whatever he just gets fascinated by, he'll, he'll have them on. I don't say they can't say what they want. I give them permission to speak freely. And I come in not with necessarily like bullet questions that I'm asking. I just come in prepared. I've read up on them. And we have a conversation, and I try to get to know them, right? And as I do that, we really do get to know each other. And, of course, I don't hit it off with all of them, but I have hit it off with some of them. And these have become really great friends, allies, and, yes, indeed, business partners who have paid me money. And I know I came on before and was talking about writing that book where I wrote my book. And then as I got done writing my book, I had a lady from Golf Channel get a hold of me who had read some stuff I'd published online for a website I was writing for. And now I'm, I'm co-writing her book. I and saw that. that. Was a and I, yeah, you see, so that's why I do it, man. I saw you, yeah, you're, you're working on a new book. Is that the one? Well, there's two, right? So, like, the, the, the one that I was writing, and when I came on before, I read a little piece from it last time I was on here. That one is mine, just mine. I wrote that during the pandemic, and for those who didn't hear me last time, you know, right about eight weeks into the shutdown, my wife came to me, and, you know, I'm going nuck and futz like everybody, man. And she goes... You know, I just think you should go. You should just go on a spirit journey. Like, I'm not kicking you out, but I really think it's what. <laughs> but you, you know, gotta, like you gotta do it. You gotta do it. I'm not kicking you out, but get the fuck out. You know, like that. <laughs> so, so, I just left. I had no clue where I was going, and for 15 days, I drove up the coast from Los Angeles to San Francisco Bay Area, and then I drove all the way to Portland, Oregon, my original birthplace. And while I was driving, man, I started writing a book. And this is a book I'd wanted to write for 25 years, boys. And it's about the last 25 years of my life. So people are like, what's the book about? It's biographical, kind of like a biographical adventure epic because it's 25 years of my life all kind of braided together through this book. And I started writing it out there in the Oregon woods. And I got home and I had 60 pages after 15 days and I never looked back. And guys, it gave me an anchor during the shutdown because even though a lot of my work disappeared, like everybody's, I had something to do indoors alone that I could pour my whole time, heart, focus, and energy into. And this book just poured out of me, man. So that one is done and I'm editing it. Like I finished the rough draft, right? But it's, you know, we're, we're going to self-publish this. This is called Quick Trip. That's that one. But there yes. is another book, like I said. Right as I was getting done with mine, this woman, Lisa Cornwell, shout out Lisa Cornwell from Golf Channel. She hit me up, and now we're writing her memoirs. And uh, this book is currently uh, it's got a proposal that is written, and it's being uh, pitched to publishers, and uh, we're waiting to see about that. Wow, that's cool as hell. I might hit you up with uh, Driz, yeah. Driz stories, Drizzles. <laughs> we're going to tell, tell the Driz, Driz bio by the time we get done with his life, man. I mean, it's going to be like, I was born. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a page and a half, not uh, like a half a page. Yo, I just think Tucker. I just think we're like we're almost on the same page here because like I'm writing a book. I mean, an album. It's the same thing. Like books and albums, they blur the lines. But you know what I mean. But so anyway, so I'm making an album about whole 25, and you just wrote a book about 25 years. So we were like on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that is kind of crazy. I actually didn't realize that until you said it, and now I'm, like, totally convinced that we are connected. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
never admit that. Never admit that. If, if, if you... <laughs> it's time to put down your weapon, put down your AK, and just give your, your fellow uh, gangsta a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> just show them some love. I got the bell again! I got the bell again! Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Tucker, could you perform a song for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came prepared tonight. I'm here at the office, man. Give me one second to grab the guitar, all right? All right. Okay. So, yeah. Um, how's that sound on there? That sounds great. Sounds awesome. It's nice and clear. Just want to make sure before I get going. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. Without further ado... This is why I came to play y'all, all right? And, and, and also to, to dedicate to you for your final season, man, of the show. All right, here we go. Oh, 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 oh. 
for Tucker Booth? Well, a lot of stuff, man. I'm real grateful. And, you know, before I go, I'm going to get on the soapbox for two seconds with you guys because while I've been doing my podcast, time and again over the last couple of months, all these guests come on and unprompted keep saying pretty much the same thing. And I know a lot of you listeners and you guys there, we're all dealing with shit right now for the last couple of years mentally, emotionally spiritually, whatever you want to call it, right? We're all dealing with shit. Yeah. And, and and we're either working on it or we're not. And a lot of people that have come on the pod unprompted keep trying to tell me how they've been working on it. And there's a real common thread. And the common thread is gratitude. Being grateful for all the good that we have in our lives and all the good that's all around us all the time and not dwelling on what doesn't seem to be right. And also an even bigger one than gratitude is unselfish acts of love, kindness, charity, etc. When pe- people do this, it's like the life force. It's what makes you feel alive and well. And I swear to you guys, that is my message tonight. Be grateful. A grateful heart, a garden is where there is always room. Pass it on. I'm telling you, man, for real. So what's next? Um, I got my family, my wife and son. Shout out Charlotte and Max. Little League season starts on Saturday. We've been in three straight Little League championships in a row, and we're trying to go for our fourth year. Cool. You know, I got work. I got a bunch of music work, doing kids' music and grown-up music all over town. Yeah. New stuff just popping off in Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. It's a good time, man. There's good. a lot going on. We got even more than that. Trips and development, blah, blah, blah. Fuck but, yeah. But, you know, I'm just doing it, and I'm, you know, I'm 
perfectly content with where I'm at now. I'm really, really grateful to be able to say that. That's amazing, yeah, because a lot of people I don't feel will ever say that in life. And I feel like that's a great oh, place right. to be and a, a great place to be mentally and spiritually and physically. And I feel like you always, every time we talk to you, have been one of the, the most well-spoken, well-rounded people that we've talked to over the years. Oh, thank you, guys. I always have a lot of fun with you. You know, you seemed like kindred spirits from the very first time that we ever did it. And I've enjoyed watching you, you know, grow with the show. And anytime somebody's as prolific as you guys putting out so much content, I, I already respect them. You know, whether I dig what they're doing or not, I respect them. That's it. But it's always fun you know what I mean? We may have not always agreed, but we've always agreed to see each other's points. And that is one of the most important things. That's right. Well, what's next for Robin Slim? I'll shoot it back at you. Oh, my God. Heavy, heavy masturbation, a lot of yeah. video games, and a lot of depre- a lot of drinking, a lot, a lot of drinking, drinking yeah. and Twinkies, <laughs> and monsters. So it's gonna be like our show, but we're not gonna be on the air. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> we decided that the show becomes our real life, and so we figured like it's not we can't record twenty four hours every day. So. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe yeah. maybe a little. Porn or I don't know, yeah. Watching or being in it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Video games, a lot of, lot of sex. We've uh, Rob and I've talked about starting a porn company, so we'll be doing that soon. <laughs> a porn cast. <laughs> I'm over here like, well, you know, I've been volunteering down at the homeless shelter, and you guys are over there like, you know, we're going to start our own uh, prostitute uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be pimps, Robinson. <laughs> Honestly, Tucker, I'm just looking forward to a break because yeah. I'm a little burnt. A little burnt from the eight years. Even when we take our breaks, it's like the past few years, it doesn't feel like a break. So I just want to decompress and just 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 be a regular regular drone. <laughs> I feel you, man. You know, it's like there's a push and pull in every entertainer, artist, whatever you want to brand yourself, but, you know, every entertainer that I know. And it's this push of this is an itch that I've got to scratch, if not a, a full-on addiction. Yeah. To wanting to connect with other people, entertain other people, be creative, have fun, get together with my friends, laugh, try and push ourselves to do something miraculous that night that we've never been able to do before creatively. You know, that's the itch. Yeah. And then uh, life is going on all around you, and the itch is constantly tempting you to be distracted by life. Yeah. So I don't even know how long that that lull's going to go on for, like, till I'm like, Slim, fucking, I'm coming over and we're doing the show. But, like, I do look forward to just the downtime and just just the not having to have anything planned that week. Yeah, and in my life, there's definitely been a lot of times where I'm like, well, I can't can't do that because I do the show on Wednesday. So to have that time to be able to see, to figure shit out, to see, like, what can I do or where can I go? And I... is it going to be nowhere, and do I just do the radio show for the rest of my yeah. life? Or, you know, like, why? Yeah, <laughs> like, but just figure a Figure shit out and take that break. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I mean, I don't, I, I, it's a prediction, right? And I'm not, not trying to, you know, goad you guys or anything, but I don't think you guys will be able to stay away forever. Yeah. I bet you go on 
hiatus or however you want to say that, a sabbatical. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. in the blood. You know, yeah. and I can tell it's in your blood, but definitely in mine. I'll never be able to just totally hang it up. Yeah. I, mean, I thought I hung up that for good, uh, what, at 35, and I'm 42 right now, and we have a script in development for how I'm going to come out of retirement going on a tour, right? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Tucker, we have to wrap it up, dude, but where can everybody find you? Okay, well, you know, mainly with the socials, I'm done with all the rest of them. Just find me on Twitter, Tucker Dale Booth. Tucker T. Uh, Tucker rhymes with fucker. Dale D A L E Booth, telephone booth uh, on Twitter. And then if you, you want to holler at me directly, you know, you, you can find you can find me, Tucker Booth at hotmail.com. I have the same email address since college. The only people left on Hotmail are me and the Ukrainian prostitutes. But please feel free to email me, TuckerBoost at Hotmail.com anytime. All right, Tucker. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll definitely be in, in contact, my friend. Well, I, I appreciate you guys. Once again, all the best with whatever's next. Peace, love, Driz. Yeah. Uh, I own you. you know, all right, I own you, bro. But that's it. That's how it has to end, man. You know, I own you. You're not going to golf with me, man, but I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go off one of these days. I swear it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that's, those are long odds. Dude. Yo, bro, I am building. I'm I'm funding. If you go on Kickstarter, it's called the Driz Course. It's a golf course I'm building in Miami. It's going to be hot. <laughs> you and Trump, right? You're working on it together over there. Yeah. Yo, don't sell out my partner. <laughs> I was waiting to reveal that. All right, Tucker. Oh man, good on you. It's cup you got out of his rocking chair and is getting back to work. Let's go, Brandon. Come on, get busy. <laughs> He's gonna be on his re uh whatever it is. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, later, I gotta Tucker. go to a tennis place, so I'm sorry, but you know, it's been fun, but you know, it's been this hasn't been that fun, man. I gotta yeah. go. All, All right, right. Enjoy, enjoy that tennis. your lesson. <laughs> All right, have a good one, brother. Peace. Peace, dude. We'll be back. We'll be back. Chris. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Chris Bassett. This is the <laughs> Robinson Show. We are on with the Chris Bassett from Iowa from the I Drank Too Much This Weekend podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> is that an ongoing weekend? Like, how does it go with, with that? Right. Show? Oh, yeah. That's how weekends go at my place. I get fucking hammered, and then I <laughs> I try not to kill myself. <laughs> Usually it ends up with, like, a shit show of a story, but, yeah, yeah. I'm still alive, so. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing your show, dude? Because I've listened to a few episodes, and it's, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Oh, it hasn't been very long. Like, it was, uh, hey, fellas. So, um, probably, I don't know, maybe two months, three months. Wow. But it, back back in summer, so I just kind of started it up. Uh, a lot of buddies at work tell me, they're like, hey, man, you have some crazy fucking stories, and you got to share them. And so uh, that's what I'm doing. See, usually I would tell somebody if they heard that from people, don't believe it. But in your case, I believe it because I've listened yeah. to your show. I've listened to your show, dude. Yeah. You. Thank you. I feel like one of my favorite even titles and of your and shows of yours is Fat Cunt, Restraining <laughs> Order, Puerto Rican. Just right. Like, yes. It doesn't. Yes. doesn't yeah. A, a lot of it. A lot of it comes from like. So I've been divorced uh, yes. two years now, and I, I got back on Tinder. And <sighs> if you, if you try to get into Tinder dating, like holy fuck, man, there's. 
<laughs> there is just women that are fucking bananas out there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not virgin to the Tinder. I've never gone. I've never well, gone there. Yeah, well well if you want some stories, yeah. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, get on there and check it out. But yeah, I went on like a hundred dates and ninety-nine of them were fucking horrible. So it's like that's yeah. It was it's probably just me. I pick I picked the, the strippers and I picked the 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 chicks that just look like they're they're damaged goods. Well, yeah, I feel like that's what I do in regular life, so <laughs> so yeah it would just be like tenfold i feel like that's what's gonna be because me and slim are ending the show this season chris we only have a oh, couple shit. more months i feel like that's what's gonna be the, oh wow the, after the show it's just gonna be a lot of tinder a lot of <laughs> tinder. Oh, no. well, hell yeah there you go there you go nice yeah yeah head, head somewhere a little warmer and <laughs> And then eventually, after like maybe two or three months of him doing the Tinder, he's going to be like, man, I should do a podcast about my Tinder dates. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I would definitely listen to that. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I just want to ask, though, though, in that in that one story, Chris, oh, my God, just the, the restraining order. One. Yeah. Like she got okay. the restraining order and then she showed up in your bedroom. She like kind of broke in your house, dude. <laughs> what? Yes. How good are yes. you, Chris? How good are you? Damn. All right. So yeah, let me let me give you a little backstory on that one. So <laughs> at, at my job I work construction and I was the supervisor. Okay. And so the uh, the she was an office chick and she was uh uh you know hitting on me a lot, like constantly like flirting with me and stuff. And so I eventually like started to kind of see her a little bit and I never really gave her the title like girlfriend. I'm like, nah, we're just hanging out. It's casual. We're going to keep it casual. So anyway, so a few months went by and you know, women want commitment. <laughs> they need to have it. Even but if so they she, know, yeah. even yeah. if they know they're just the, the side or, or yeah. the, the fling. <laughs> right. right. I was like, I just want to have fun. Like I'm, you know, out of a marriage. Yeah, I'm just looking for fun. I'm not trying to get back into something serious. Yeah. So anyway, so so you know, uh, nine months, and finally she like is like screaming at me like, "Hey, we gotta either either you're gonna do something serious, or I'm out of here." And I'm like, "We'll see you later." Right? <laughs> Basically, like, okay, what, well, like whatever. So uh, you know, uh, with her and I working together, uh, that caused problems at work, and uh, so then she had a sheriff show up to my work and serve me papers at work <laughs> so of course you know we try to keep it quiet in the office because I'm, I'm a shop guy and she was in like the office side of things and so the sheriff showed up gave me papers and they were like hey you got to stay with i'm like i fucking work with her how am i supposed to get away from that yeah so, so I, I ended up going to court and uh, i have a permit to carry so you know if i got convicted of uh, uh what not convicted but if i had a restraining order put on me then i could lose my permit to carry yeah. So, you know, after all that, you know, you, we went through the courtroom and, uh, you know, the judge was like, yeah, you're good. Just, you know, stay away from her on personal space. And so a uh, few weeks, I don't know, like six weeks went by and I'm living a dump. So I, <laughs> I don't really lock my house or it's, it's super like rural and there's no neighbors or anything. So um, she she just walked into my house like on a Saturday night. And uh, 
come into the bedroom, like something like out of like, uh, like a porno, right? And I was, like, luckily I wasn't like normally on Saturday nights, I run around the house naked and masturbate. <laughs> That's what? how I run around almost every night. Right, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like, it's like she, she showed up and I was like, I pulled the gun out of the drawer and I was like, get the fuck out of my house, you crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, just, I'm pretty sure she's yeah still hiding in my bushes or got cameras in my toilets or something. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. I just want to ask too, just you mentioning being uh, in a divorce. Do you, do you have kids? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm 38, and I have a 19-year-old and a 18-year-old. Like, I feel uh, like yeah. even that, even her doing that could, not only the, the, the license to carry uh, restrictions, like, it could hurt your relationship with your kids. Like, right. They could be like, right. oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, ki- the kids are old enough now. they got their own place. And my daughter, like I said, has got her own apartment. And my son's about ready to be 18 at, like, three months from now. So anyway, they're basically wow. adults, but yeah, yeah, at the time, luck- luckily they weren't living with me at the time. Yeah. So they're staying with me at the time. But yeah. Yeah. yeah that definitely, uh, caused problems. Have you ever had, uh, either had or consider having them on your show? Like, as kids, guests? I-, I have my daughter and my son on one of the episodes and, uh, yeah, I, I kind of grill them for Thanksgiving. <laughs> And so I, I was roasting them during, like, we had a Thanksgiving over at my place, and I kind of roasted, you know, giving them a hard time because my son was scammed, like, Snapchat hit him up. And oh. so we ended up, like, uh, getting into, like, one of those money things where somebody sends you a check and you, $2,000, $2,000 that I had to pay for. Whoa, because, yeah, they send you the money and then they want you to send it to somebody else. Like, I, yes. I always, yes. I had one recently. Uh, just yeah. a couple weeks ago, they wanted to let me in the Illuminati, and that's what it was. Yeah. It's it's Illuminati <laughs> or a Sugar Mama scam, where they oh, they right they send you like they're gonna I'm gonna send you three thousand, but you're gonna send two thousand to this other person, and it it just doesn't work. So out. I, I was keeping up with that, and I love that. Like, so they hit up our Facebook page as Rob and Slim, and Rob goes, yeah. <laughs> Rob goes, great. I'm in the Illuminati. What about Slim? Does Slim get a join? I, I, I was wondering where to go with it. I was going to be like, if Slim is in the Illuminati, then I don't want to be, or do I want to be like, I can't join the Illuminati with Slim. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so the, the, since we had a joint checking account, like the bank was like, hey, you're, you're liable because he's under your account. So I had to go pay two grand for that. And it's like, Merry Christmas. Right. Fuck. <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas, right? But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they have been on. And then I had a couple of listeners that were like, that episode was funny. Put your kids back on again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bust their balls a little bit. Yeah. My sons are old, are younger, are younger. Yeah. So they're, they're like 14, 13, but we had one of my sons on, was it oh, last no. show, Slim? I think it was two shows ago. Was yeah, two shows one ago, or two yeah. shows ago, and he he was uh, he versed Slim in a game where they they had um, uh, slang, like Generation X slang, and and Slim oh, yeah. lost. Slim yeah, lost. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. I I didn't know either. But like, I yeah. learned. <laughs> yeah, I learned what the WAP is. <laughs> 
the, the, the what was it? The the, the drip. The, the drip. One was like the bag, or was it? I, I don't secure even know. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have all sorts of. They, I don't even yeah. know. I don't even yeah. know if I get that generation. <laughs> oh man, how often do you record your show, Chris? Uh, so just once a week, like I said, I I do like usually it's basically like I'll go out and party on the weekends. And then whatever happens, then I'll kind of talk about that or like stuff I like that I run into or observations. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask too, uh, I, I don't know if I've noticed, but on your show, do you do interviews? Because I feel like you'd be an awesome, just natural uh, right, so, so interviewer. Yeah, I, I did one um, with Karen Freeland. Uh, she has a book. Uh, she talks about her like sexual exploitation. So she's an episode. And then I was on a uh, British radio show a couple weeks ago, and did, and then you guys now. So cool. yeah, I've done a several it, interviews and had guests. Cool. I was gonna say because I just by I I didn't hear any of your interviews or on other shows, but just your natural uh, cadence or, or or whatever. Like I feel like you would be awesome at that. Are you flirting with me right now? Yeah. Yeah, and my pants are still on. So uh, Well, my uh Chris his pants are on, my dick's out, so I don't know. Oh I my just, god, I can see I'm, it. That son of a bitch is huge. <laughs> oh wait, that's the microphone. Move that. <laughs> I'm just getting off on him flirting with you. <laughs> Was that cucking? Is that what we're gonna hide right, the yeah. Is that what we call it? I, I don't know. I feel like it's prepping the bowl. I feel like it's, I feel like it's it's gonna be on somewhere. That's <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> uh, what has been one of your favorite episodes so far, Chris? Uh, of you guys, I was li I was listening to a couple episodes. Of you guys, like the last week, I liked the ads for all the sex toys and and like oh. you were going on about like. You said about like pre cum or something. I was I was laughing at that episode. So. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it made me laugh. I don't know if that was two weeks ago. I listened to it, but yeah, you cool. know, at work. So it's nice where I throw them in the earbuds at work and then listen to episodes. So yeah, you got you got a you got a listener over here. Cool. Thank you, Chris. Uh, you got a listener over here. I I want to hear more fat cunt. Fat cunt's like a neighbor <laughs> of your ex wife that yells right? at you. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I get I, that episode was basically just like I went over to the ex-wife's house and uh, she has property over to the uh, the neighbor had property. It made me think of Slim's house because like there's I don't know what, what just the situation made me think because Slim on his house the 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 landlords on one house and his house and the neighbor's house so they all share the same almost driveway. Yes, yes like, that's exactly the same way too. Yes, exactly. And so instead of just having the decency to come out and ask me to like move my vehicle, she just pulled up and then cracked the window and like lay on the horn for a minute. And it, all it would have taken me like, hey, could you move your truck, please? Three yeah. fucking words. And as opposed to just like you fat fucking cunt, get out of the truck. <laughs> like I, I wanted to like, you know, when you have psychotic thoughts <laughs> and you yes. just want to snap, like I, there was landscaping bricks right by my foot. And I'm like, I could just fucking pick this brick up and just chuck it through your windshield. And there's nothing that you could do about it. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if I'm a maniac or what. No, I, I listened years ago, years ago to one of Bill Burr's comedy, comedy yeah. bits. And his thing was he, he went to a, a cupcake. Uh, I forget what it was. It was like uh, everyone had tables out of, of crafts. 
and there was a woman with cupcakes on the table, and she started mouthing off to him, and he just wanted to smash her cupcakes. So that's what it. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, just just the uh, anyway. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, I'm getting yeah. fired up about it. Like <laughs> I'm remembering it in my head. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Chris, <laughs> but just the way she presented, like you were on her yard. On her yard out of the three yards. Yeah, no, everybody shared one. And yeah, she just just the entitlement and just the, uh, like just, she didn't even, what happened to just being polite or just being decent, being yeah. you know, having a little respect? I would have gladly just been like, hey, yeah, sure, I got no problem moving my truck. Or, but when you come across like a complete fucking bitch, it just, it just no, it just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> I was going to ask too, Chris, from what it sounds like, you don't have a bad uh either uh relationship with your ex-wife like is that almost accurate i mean no she fucked a bunch of dudes and it's fine okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean we we both kind of established that hey you know this relationship isn't working but we'll yeah we will be decent for the kids okay And, and so despite how we didn't really work out I like we do we do want to be good for the kids and yeah. and at least like uh you know cordial around them and not not be screaming and throwing shit but no no yeah she cheated so oh, fuck her okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter I swear <laughs> up till a few years ago me and my ex-wife were like mortal enemies and yeah. then we made a conscious effort because the kids started playing us against each other. So we were oh. like, look, finally she messaged me, like she texted me or whatever. She was like, why didn't you come to me? Because, dude, it came so bad. I called Dyfus because from what the kids presented me, it was sounded horrible. And she's like, why didn't you come to me? And I was like, we weren't on speaking terms. Right. And from what they told me, it sounded horrible. And... We finally realized. We finally realized. Okay, yeah, that's what. That's where we're at. Let's work. Let's work on being friends. And dude, right. I swear to God, in the last year or year and a half, we've been we've been amazing friends. And we we now can talk. I'm like, oh my god, wow, where were you awesome. when we were married? Like, yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, but yeah, big on you and her for making it work out. Yeah, for for the kids too. So that's great. Yeah, dude. So you, that's what I just from just your bantering. That's kind of what I felt you were at at least to be okay yeah. for the kids. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I I agree 100 percent that yeah we're making it decent for yeah. the kids. Yeah, good. So, yeah good yeah because dude it's so bad it's so bad like that's what we were at we were we weren't even on speaking terms and it was just the worst and now that we've like we realized like we don't think they had bad intentions but they would cater to whoever they were with and it sure yeah it caused it just caused things so they they get extra goodies and stuff if they play it like that like oh yeah hey dad Mom bought me a $400 Christmas present. You ought to beat her with a $500 Christmas present. I'm like, you're smart, you little shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it pains me to uh, admit this, but yeah, me and my sister, we, you know, our parents divorced at a young age, so we would do that shit where we would go to dad's house and yeah, talk right. shit about mom and then go back to mom and talk shit about dad. It was just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys are old enough. I am, but do you, do you I don't know if you guys remember Random House, the CD. No. The CD. Oh yeah, was it a like a label Random House? It was like you ordered from them. It was almost mail order, but it was like thirty five dollars a CD. 
But my friend Dan, Danny, when his parents were divorced, the, the him and his brother and sister realized that the parents were just splitting the the credit card bills. So they ordered like hundreds of dollars of CDs. <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah, CDs. <laughs> Keep all those CDs for now. <laughs> oh man, the good old days, the the nineties. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Chris, what do you have planned for the next episode? Oh, the next episode. What am I doing? Oh, I'm gonna rant about school bus drivers. Like I, <laughs> like I left the house early today, and I still got stuck behind a fucking school bus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love kids, but I fucking hate their parents. That <laughs> like so like instead of the like I watched the the neighbor lady came like running outside because she let her dog out and it ran out in the street, and then she was chasing the dog around like lady. Instead of, you know, worrying about your dog, get your kid ready for school. Like, <laughs> holy fuck. And so I was waiting behind this bus for like seven minutes. Yes. Yep. Like, come on. But uh, so I was going to rant about that. I've been doing a, a kind of inspired by your guys', your guys uh, theme where you kind of like bring up some weird news and topics. And I'm going to start like roasting, roasting different news topics. So I think oh, cool. I, I, I like that. I had a couple of good ones last week. Um, let me see if I can find them real quick. They were, uh, uh, just, you know, weird stories that you find online and, uh, and you bring them up. One of them was like, uh, there was a, uh, I can't remember, but there was a, there was a guy in like a veteran in Michigan that went out for, uh, Chinese food and he had the fortune cookie and then had uh, lottery numbers. Then he, the, he used those numbers from the fortune cookie and he won $4 million in lottery. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. So my roast was like, uh, okay, uh, you know, every time you go out for Chinese, it's a gamble. Whether it's the MSG gives you cancer <laughs> or the dog meat gives you diarrhea, <laughs> you're, you're, you're always risking something. <laughs> Dude, that the funny backstory to our news story is we used to do them. We used to do them like serious and we would we make jokes and we would get yeah, yeah. death threats. We would get yep. lawsuit death threats. Yep. Yes. What? Yes. No way. So we put them to the music where we do the, uh, like newscaster or sports yes. announcer, like yeah. crazy voice. And that's when we didn't never got, we never got any trouble. But when we did it really just on our own, just joking. Yeah. We got like, the, the one that, and I, I'm not going to like say the title or anything, but the one that we got the biggest shit for, it still cracks me up when I think about it, because all we did is Rob read the title, and then he has this little toy horn. He read the title, and then he just <laughs> squeaked the horn, yeah, and that yeah. was it. Other than that, we didn't say anything really bad. He was, he just read the title of the headline, and went boom, boom, and, and that was like, it. we're going to find you, and we're <laughs> yeah. going to kill you. They were saying they're gonna drag us out to the streets and light us on fire and all kinds and of shit. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and then I throw the music, and then it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, nobody gives a shit when we play the music. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of my exes listened to your show. <laughs> yeah, it's like holy shit. All right, we'll go with that. Oh man. <laughs> Oh goddamn! <laughs> Shit, Chris, thank you so much, dude, for talking to us. Though it's been a blast. Where can everybody find you? Um, so I'm basically on every platform, you know, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. 
uh, Chris Bassett, I drank too much this weekend. And like I said, it's on like 20 different things. So yeah, yeah nice. it's pretty, pretty easy. Cool. Man. All right. All right, dude. We will definitely, uh, when this goes up, I'll send you all the links. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Right. We Have appreciate you, and we will definitely be in contact. All right. Later, masturbators. Later, Later. masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cool. We'll be back next week or maybe depending on how you listen. Yes. But the Drizz will always be with yeah, you. I'm always going to be with you. Always with and you. And I lied. I told Tucker Booth I only had 25 holes, but there was this one time where I went golfing. It took me like 36 holes. Yeah. <laughs> Am I a joke to you? Yes, you are a fucking joke. You fucking suck. You've always sucked. You you know why we haven't fought in years? Because you're an embarrassment to me, and I don't need you anymore. I don't need anybody. All I do is eat ass and 69 Nintendos, bro, every day. Or maybe you hate me because I am the only man to see how far you have fallen. I used to fear you, respect you. Now all that's left is pity for a sad, drunk shell of a man, too afraid to see how alone he truly is. 